0: That's audible.com slash WonderyPod, or text WonderyPod to 500, 500.
1: Welcome, everyone. Uh, as you can see, we're in a different space. This happens to be uh, the dressing room I have right above the studio, and we've been having some really candid, relaxed conversations in here, and a conversation in the making for me, I can say most of my life, um, I've wanted to be able to have the privilege of a conversation with this person. So, we're going to do the same thing right here, right now, ladies and gentlemen. Please welcome Pamela Anderson. Oh my God. I'm so excited. I can't even tell you (laughs) much I've wanted to talk to you. Oh,
2: that's so cute. And your, for your years. the video you sent me was so sweet. And I thought, because she's so... I do feel like a kindredness. You Some do? Some kind of something with you. Yeah, because I've always just thought you were such this... Wildflower, Wildflower, we're wildflowers. Wildflowers.
1: And ever since we started this show, and there was an opportunity planted in my head like a seed in a garden, I started reaching out to you because I kept thinking I would give anything to have a conversation with you. And it
2: was a pandemic. It was weird times. And then uh, I was having weird times back then too. Yeah, I was on the ranch doing who knows what. I drinking beer, big fat that well, was ridiculous. <laughs> I was just, I'd given up. You
1: I'd had, given up. i I gave
2: given up on life up. A, a time or two. What yeah. was that one about for oh, you? Just, you know, I felt like I was like a spawning salmon, like coming home to die. <laughs> I was just like, just get me home. I just don't, everything was just compounding, you know, when things happen. And even relationship after relationship, it's not just, it accumulates. It's yeah. not just one disaster after another. They they add to the last disaster, and I just felt like I just want to go home. I I bought my this little farm from my grandmother thirty years ago, twenty five years ago, and I thought I just need to go home and renovate and not meet anybody. And of course, met the contractor. He was cute. Married him. That didn't last long. But still, why do I do that? It's like an <laughs> unconscious desire to be noticed and seen. I said, "Jesus, I've got so much." You know, it's, it's my actions that really propelled me into thinking. I just need to, I need to go back from the beginning. Like, when was I normal? When, before weird stuff started happening to me. When, I need to go back to that five-year-old child. And so I started putting her picture everywhere. And when I did Broadway, I put her picture on the mirror and I said, she's gonna do Broadway and I'm just gonna get out of the way. And it was so powerful. I mean, it's a crazy exercise to picture yourself at five years old from head to toe and embrace that person and tell them that they're going to be okay and get through everything. It's just self-awareness, self-exploration, self-education, because, you know, I was not an educated, like, Me a, neither. a college-educated person. I didn't I even was go just, to school. Right, well, yeah, you had a long career. I so. set school. We all know what that looks like. Yeah, well, my school was, my uh, university was a Playboy mansion, so I just say okay, that Okay, well, was, that was kind of mine, too, yeah, also. Well, I learned a lot there. I learned that there are, such thing as philanthropists and art and and gentlemen and chivalry and as crazy as you know people really want me to always you know they want me to say something bad about it but I didn't have a bad experience that was so much better than where I had come from
1: I felt like when I was doing Playboy I was taking my power back which is what you said in the documentary yeah but when I was doing like Playboy and being a wild child and being mm-hmm. free and discovering myself and mm-hmm. growing up. Right. You know, I mean, we were growing up, we right. were young. How old were you when you came from Canada to America? Well, my
2: early 20s. Okay, why? I just looked like I was ten years old. I mean I landed on Gay Pride Day. I was like I called my mom, there's parades here every day. You didn't want to go to the game, but you ended up going and that's go the where Playboy they Mansion. discovered you. Oh that game. Yeah, I know. It's been a it faded kind you of You rode
1: thing. with the limo driver, you were his passenger, you didn't get in the back.
2: Right. I don't wanna get in the back. I love you. I do. I love you. And why didn't you want to get in the back? Oh, I just didn't think it was and anyone to talk to back there. I mean, I wanted to be in the front. My mom does the same thing. I realized that. <laughs> when I picked her up, she picked her up. My my driver would say, Yeah, your mom rode in the front with me too. She wouldn't ride right in the back. Can anyway. you
1: talk to me about something that I didn't think about and I heard you say it and I I never in my life had anyone say this. When I was doing Playboy and loving it and having so much fun and don't regret a thing and love it, I didn't know I'd have kids later.
2: Yeah, right, we don't do things in your life thinking this is going to humiliate or embarrass my (laughs) kids when I have them, if I have them, you know? And so, yes, I knew Playboy was going to be, you know, once I had kids, I was like, oh gosh, and then I brought the kids to the Playboy mansion every Easter and I was getting the car and Brandon came out Mom, do you know what Hef does for a living? I was like, oh God, what? And he goes, he takes pictures of naked girls. And I was like, oh my God, get in the car. Let's get out of (laughs) here. Okay. I know this sounds like
1: a weird, like there's so many things (laughs) I want to talk to you about, but like then I was watching you with Matt Lauer and I Mm -hmm. went to this moment where I remember him. I came on to the Today Show and he said, You know, I want to know why Charlie's Angels 2 is such a flop, basically. And I never had a boundary. Mm -hmm. I always turned
2: it into a plucky situation. Well, we've learned how to smile our way through things. And just, (laughs) ha, ha, that was funny.
1: I would actually like to be like you, Mm -hmm. the way you said to Jay Leno when he said, if you could be anybody, who would you want to be? And you said you, so (laughs) that I could ask me these <laughs> questions or I could talk about me differently that's the
2: spiritual way. Yeah well I mean you do just you handle things the best you can. I mean we all just do the best we can and and this was a crazy business for me I never knew anything about it I know I, I came from a little tiny town and on Vancouver Island and I was just experiencing everything and learning everything and learning oh this is the way it is but I was like Mr. Magoo I mean there are some things where I just somehow I could have been so much worse it could have been so much worse. So I had angels or something, and, and now it feels so redemptive. I've never felt in my life that I've been rooted for, you know? And I feel like... I root that's, for you. Oh, thank you. But I know, but this is new feeling to me. And this is a new feeling to me. Did you ever write a book? Did you write a book? Yes. I did, called Wildflower. Oh, and I that's why that you and I are wildflowers and are you wild say flowers, that in your book. We are wildflowers people called me wildflowers in the You past. are a wildflower. But the, you know, I didn't realize how angry I was until I wrote my book. When I actually went back into those chapters and, and I wrote my book myself, I didn't have a ghostwriter. I did it all myself. And I felt like it just, it just was unearthing this volcanic kind of anger I had. but. I got to experience that, my poor editors. I was like, Exorcist. My head was spinning pea soup everywhere. I was like, angry girl. And I was like, oh, I needed to release that. I reference Reagan from Exorcist every day of my life. (laughs) (laughs) Like, spew, (laughs) head turn. You're really strangely (laughs) connected. connected. I I was really looking forward. When you sent me that, that, and my kids watched the video that you sent me, and they were like, she is your new best friend. Okay, okay. We're clearly now best friends. This is
1: exactly what I hoped for. We'll be right back.
3: Say goodbye to performance robbing engine deposits with Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline. Hate to break it to you, but lower grade fuel can leave deposits in your engine that build up over time and leave your engine's performance severely lacking. Thankfully, Shell V-Power Nitro Plus This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and your tushies do too. That's why Huggies is the number one best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit and 12-hour protection against leaks. No matter what kind of butt you've got, you'll feel comfy while your baby's mushy little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Get your baby butt in the best-fitting diaper. Huggies Little Movers. We got you, baby.
0: I'm hardwired to just be, like, the most, like, insane. loving and insane yeah. person But loving, you
2: have to be insane to be in love, so.
0: Yeah, I go. know. And you know what I say to all my girlfriends? I go, my mom tells me to be fearless, to be in love. They're like, <laughs> what the
1: f- does that even mean?
2: <laughs> it means you've got to be brave to be in love. Yeah. All right, we are back.
1: When I had my kids, it was like... That changed everything. Right. Well, the things you won't do for yourself, you do for your kids. And are we protecting our children the way that we never got to have
2: that protection? Right. Definitely. Definitely. I hired—it's I hired. Um, it's funny, my kids didn't know they had a security guard at school. I hired someone to be an assistant PE instructor yes. just to be there because people were trying to take them off the schoolyard. I had to find clever ways to kind of make them feel everything was normal, but I needed to know eyes were on them and not, you know, and I was not going to take that chance.
1: I mean, your no. dad and Tommy like teamed up against the paparazzi, <laughs> and when they're going after you at the Viper Room, yeah. and like, I just—it it, at a certain point, I so understand. I get it. Yeah. Don't with my kids. This is not okay. They didn't sign up for this. Yeah
2: sad it's hard it's so hard i know i know it's hard but you're gonna get through you you got it you got it now i mean this is this how did you get through it because you raised these incredible boys you have to be careful that social media and everything and And then then there's that layer i'm like oh
1: i love having kids in this day and age
2: and maybe our whole lives were the best things for setting us up as parents. We just have to make sure that women know how to make themselves safe from very young girls. I also feel like
1: um, anything that you do that might have put yourself out there yeah. in a sexual way gives you also no protection right. for I knew that.
2: everything is fair game. No right to privacy No is what right I was to, told. Yes. And that I probably wanted the attention when the tapes were stolen and put out there that I, they, I remember going to a deposition and they had naked pictures of me everywhere saying, you like this, what kind of sexual positions do you like? And I was pregnant with Dylan and Tommy and I just said, we just have to let this go. The damage is done, it's out there and we're never gonna be able to stop it. So Tommy just said, you're right. Let's just end it. Also, you got to say something that also I hadn't heard another
1: woman say, which is, you know, I don't really know exactly how to love someone that isn't my kid's dad. That's hard.
2: (laughs) I know. That's hard, isn't it? It's just that connection that you don't have with anybody else, and people may say that they can get past it, but I can't. I haven't been able to, and that's okay. I don't even care if I'm alone the rest of my life. I've experienced really wonderful, loving moments, and sometimes things don't last forever for a reason, and it's it's okay, it's fine. It's okay, and the last year I spent alone, I think it's been the happiest year of my life. But I love this discovering of myself and I
1: just, there's so many parallels I, I know, feel I with you. It. We could talk forever. And I went, I by the way, I went um, to the opening night of Chicago. I
2: know, you didn't. T- I didn't know that you were there. I got your flowers and thank you so much, but I didn't know you were there.
1: Well, it was ah. probably better. You had a lot to concentrate oh, I had, I, yeah, on. You don't, don't need to know anything other than what you need to do. I love the dedication. I loved in the documentary that you could really see all the work that goes into that. Yeah. I know, I understand, because I get it, but like no one will understand like how much work goes into it and yeah. you nailed it and i loved it you've opened yourself up to this next chapter and one of my final questions was going to be you know what do you want to do next and so this woman her name is tara watson she did this tweet that went viral about how you should join the cast of white lotus
2: <laughs> yeah, and you know, i've heard that too um have you heard about this i heard about it i mean i can't get white i call it white onion but anyway it's not white <laughs> lotus. It's pink. I don't know. what. It, anyway, I can't get it in Canada because my HBO app doesn't work because my Apple ID is American, so I can't get it there. So I have to watch it, but I tried to watch I'm, I'm going to watch seen it. Both? But I heard everyone loves it and it's crazy. And I think, I, I, I mean, I'm up for anything. So you haven't really seen it yet?
1: No. Okay. It's definitely one of, I think, I would say the only way to describe it is a masterpiece. Really? Yes. It's a masterpiece. Mike White, who is writing and directing it, it is a masterpiece, and each season is different than the other. There's a through line with a woman named Jennifer Coolidge. That's who they're saying you need to be a relative of hers. She was the string from one to two. Um, That's not a spoiler. It it is a masterpiece, and I now want to vote for that, too. (laughs)
2: I really I do. Like I said, something great is just around the corner. Would you be open to that? I don't know. That? I don't know. I mean, I just feel like this is this is a, it's such an interesting time. I just kind of want to see what it, I. I would love to do something like I said when I did Broadway. I just wanted to know what I was capable of. I didn't know if I could sing, if I could dance, if I could act on stage in front of. Everybody. I just want to push myself. So I think that would be an incredible challenge. And but I, like I said, I'm not a. I'm not an ambitious person. I just... I'm not either. I hate the the word ambition. Yeah, no, and I love... Drive and ambition and... I just love this kind of, you know, romance and sensuality and this kind of romantic kind of lifestyle that I've... You know, activism and everything. So I don't really know what's next. But I I, I know I haven't really had the opportunity to see what I'm capable of on film yet.
1: I cannot wait to see what you do next. This Uh, is a fertile, opportune, redeeming, uh, meaningful... uh, earned time for you.
2: Are you going to do more movies?
1: You have to. If we we could do one together, we could both be (laughs) in White Lotus. We could. um, That would be funny. I want you to be in White Lotus. I I would do. We could be
2: sisters in White Lotus.
1: Yeah. Should we call Mike White? Maybe we should call him. Oh, that's funny. I'm telling you, I have to say also, why this woman's tweet has gone viral and why everybody's jumped on the bandwagon is because I think that show um, is becoming a franchise that might be one of the most respected in this industry. And that's where people see you.
2: Wow. Who would have thought? I would. We all <laughs> thank would. You, Drew. Just... It's true. Uh, you are a... so loved and a...
1: appreciated. Oh, thank you. Okay. We're going to go, but when we come back, we are doing rapid fire, and boy, does it get funny. We'll be right back.
4: Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this.
1: having the conversation I've waited most of my life for with Pamela Anderson. I wanted to ask you some fun rapid fire questions really quickly. Do you mind? No. Okay. Do you have any superstitions? Yes.
2: Yes. Name one. Oh, superstitions? I just I mean I have my prayers I say in the morning. I have my I have to do my routine, my Hail Marys, my little thing with my little Mary sculpture. I have my little routine. So I always feel like I have to do that before I do anything else. Spiritually Spiritual. superstitious. Yeah. Okay, We're if the really
1: toilet paper thing. roll is out, do you immediately replace it or do you leave it hanging for no, a No, I replace it. Me are too. Are you me? Right it has way. to be the other way. Yeah. How do you wake up? Is it an alarm clock, your phone? music, do you, have
2: a, do you have a style? I wake up around 4 or 5 every morning. Naturally? Naturally. And my dogs are right there. And if I, I wake up and then soon they sense when I wake up, even if I haven't opened my eyes and the paws come on me. Do you have a song on repeat right now? Oh, what do I have on repeat? I, um, hold on, Tom Waits. I oh. love Tom Waits and I love, I love blues. I love, um, you know, Freddie King. Of course and, you are because you're a sensualist. I love it. It just, that's the kind of music. And Nina Simone. What did you want to be when you grew up? Did you
1: have like was it exactly that would you have guessed this or said this or was it something totally random?
2: I wanted to be a nun or a librarian. And I kind of took a different route. I don't know what happened. I was I was at the library every day. I was at story time every day and I wanted to be a librarian, then I thought, "No, I really want to be a nun." <gasps> An archaeologist. You know what's yeah. hilarious? I played a nun
1: at the Playboy Mansion in oh. Charlie's Angels too. So you know what? I think sometimes it just it's can all be a it. hybrid. Yeah. Um, best mistake you've ever made. Best
2: mistake? I don't want to call it a mistake. My best mistake I ever made was, I guess, marrying Tommy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. If a man has facial hair. How do you feel about a goatee, a mustache, a full beard, shaved lamb chops? I love a
2: mustache. Mu- I love a mustache. It's so cute. I mean, it's so like the, you know, Salvador Dali. I don't know. I think mustaches are funny. Well, that's but a real mustache. That's like a Salvador Dali's mustache. The whole I know, but like I love, universe. I think it's funny. I think it's. I think mustaches are cute. I'm the right person. And facial hair is great. Do you have a recipe you could make from memory?
1: That All you my love? recipes.
2: I don't. I don't. I, everything I cook is is just dreamed up in my head. Favorite too. thing to cook. I've I mean, been baking bread a lot lately, but I do I've been pickling a lot. Like I been mean, pickles and mustards and jams and like I make everything from scratch because I'm vegan. So I learned how to make cheese and I do all like I can make a great vegan cheese. I know, I'm just crazy. Like just I just like to see what I can and I have a huge beautiful garden. Nature is nature. so amazing.
1: Nature. Okay. Um as the last question, is there anything that makes you nervous? <sighs>
2: Yeah, I mean, I get nervous. I get nervous about my book coming out, got nervous about the documentary, how this is gonna be seen, because it really is kind of like falling off a cliff or like a Hail Mary. You know, it just felt like here I am, full disclosure, maybe this is what I was meant to do all along. Well, okay,
1: I don't wanna cut to commercial, but since we have to, just know we're coming right back with
3: Pamela Anderson.
4: Okay, we
1: are back with Pamela Anderson. There just aren't that many people that I've been able to have these very specific question, answers, conversations, topics, these narrow lanes that I happen to have been in um, similar to this human being. This was so cathartic and healing and exciting for me. It is so nice to have a partner uh, to be in vulnerable crime with. I do think that Anderson Barrymore White Onion is, you know, it's definitely a show that's going to exist in my mind. So I just want to say this was everything I could have ever dreamt that it could be. And her new book, Love, Pamela, is out now that she wrote every little word on her own. And the extraordinary documentary, which I can't recommend more, Pamela, A Love Story, is also on Netflix. As we speak. All right. Well, that, look what it says from the monitor.
2: Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, Hello. Wow. I love you. I love you. <laughs> so oh, thank fun. you so much.
3: Thank you so much.
1: <laughs> hey, Prime members. You can listen to the Drew Barrymore Show podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with One Tree Plus in Apple Podcasts.